feel like I, I wish we captured what you just said. <coughs> How is my well, dad? Yeah, go ahead. Just to summarize, I was just saying, oh, because of a few, <coughs> a few things recently, like interviewing patients with cancer and um, having a bit of a scare with a... Um, with uh, or imaging, I guess they found a cyst in my kidney, and so and the, my doc referred me to a radiologist to get a CT scan because it was growing. Um, so like that, all of that, and and listening to I forget who, but a podcast with somebody who does like. <coughs> Meditations on death. Was it Jack Montreal maybe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think you tell me about it. Yeah. I feel like there's somebody Yeah, because I think you... Didn't you say I should listen to it? Probably. Maybe it wasn't Jack Cornfield then. Yeah, I feel like there's a few people. Maybe somebody... Oh, Gabor Mate was also talking about... You told me that one. <laughs> anyway, and then all the stuff that Alex Haddad was saying about like what would you do if and him like he had his funeral and got his family to like give the eulogy and all this stuff. He literally had a coffin and he was in the coffin. That's um, crazy. Yeah. And so all of this stuff has happened over the last month and so I've just been kind of spinning it with it. Um and so, yeah, so what has come out of all of that is that I've been thinking about how I'm not scared of death and I'm actually trust that if my mind is sound that I would, I would have like a transcendent or kind of like a, I feel like it would dying would be a positive thing um that's really great to hear i've never ever thought that it would be a positive thing i got a podcast you gotta listen to okay but even just hearing you say that like is a glimmer of like hope for me so so like a side (laughs) note of that is that I, and this is kind of weird, and I think I've told you this before, but I've almost always, or sorry, I've had this weird thing in the back of my mind, like, especially as like a kid, that I've almost wanted to get cancer. I know. And I don't know how to really unpack that. It was almost like an excuse to have like a purpose or something or a mission. I don't know if I've asked you this before, but like, do you think it was because of like family circumstances? Yeah. So 
in the moment, I remember like when I was, I don't know, 10 or something, I remember sitting in my bed and like, and I don't know what happened before this, but being like, <coughs> like, I don't know, but wishing that I had cancer or dreaming that I got cancer. So that, and then being like, I'll show you that you miss me or something that kind of vibe yeah <coughs> and I remember that really distinctly from a fairly early age that would be actually really something really good to dig into for like therapy or hypnosis or something because I don't know too many or I don't know any kind of traumatic experiences in my past that I haven't really yeah known about <coughs> well even like your tendency to not feel like you could speak up and like yeah talk and not be heard totally but yeah and I'm sure it's related I just that stuff is like a known quantity yeah. for me whereas this is like kind of a mystery I don't really remember why <coughs> but maybe it was just I got shut down or I, they didn't listen to me yeah. or something. Or they didn't notice something that you did. Yeah. Or they noticed something that you said that you thought was important or something. Yeah. Anyway, so I've almost like held out this like juvenile hope or like trust that death or the imminence of death will bring some sort of <laughs> positive, I don't know. Well, that eliminates my hope in your statement now. <laughs> Why? I don't know, because it, it doesn't feel as like innately authentic or something. It's not like spiritually driven uh, yeah. that you're like... Just some juvenile... Oh, right. Revenge or something. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> but yeah, so I think to finish my story, I <coughs> have some trust that death will be positive as long as my mind is okay and if I'm in like severe pain or I feel really like sick or nauseous or something for long periods of time then I'm like that's what I'm actually scared of is how my behavior or how my personality will change in that kind of... <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because I feel like you... I feel like you compromise a lot and you compromise your your needs a lot. Mm -hmm. Like you're always giving to me and Asher and like... I, like, I mean, you sure, you like look after your needs, but they're secondary to like mm -hmm. mine and Asher's, you know? And which makes you a very reliable partner, 
but I always worry that you're not taking care of yourself. Mm. And it's almost like <coughs> something were to happen. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know who you would be if that were the case. Like, if you all of a sudden, all your needs dominated and took priority. And, but, it's almost a reason why that could happen. Because you don't advocate for yourself. You don't stand up for yourself in the, like, I need this thing. I need these. I need that. And you would need a huge experience like cancer or death or, like, imminent death or whatever to actually, like, advocate for your needs. Hmm. And so it's interesting that that's your worry because it's almost like that would be your excuse to, like, finally say this is what I need. Yeah. Because you don't know how else to do that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that, but I wouldn't say that that's my worry. Like, <coughs> my worries that I feel sick or whatever and my mood changes or my behavior, like, I become a different person. I, I feel like advocating for my needs, I guess, or like that scenario that you painted would be a part of my, like, the positive stuff. <coughs> yeah. Unless you overindulge because you spent your whole life not advocating for your needs. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Or like even over, not over, indulge necessarily, but overcompensate. You got super needy. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if I had you and Asher to deal with every day? Yeah. You get annoyed. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I would get enlightened or I would die, which is how I feel every day. Those are the only two options. <laughs> At the end of all this. That's pretty good. Die and then have to redo this whole life die again. Die or get enlightened. <coughs> At least it's black and white. It's very black and white. Yeah, the podcast that I'm going to send you, which you will never listen to, is um, New York Times podcast called The Daily. And it's <coughs> about... I know of that. It's about... Or this episode is following a guy who I think is a physician in BC, I think, who has terminal cancer terminal illness and he's getting medical assisted suicide mm-hmm. <coughs> and they follow him and his partner and his friends and stuff through the whole thing that's a good one and it's like recording of their ceremony and their like celebration 
the night before and the next morning. That yeah. is so terrifying to me. Yeah. It's wild. It's kind of like what Alex did, except the next day. Actually, the person actually dies. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but, I mean, you could imagine that this person is... He's, like, transcended all this stuff. It's not like... I guess, yeah. It's not like oh, feel bad for me that I'm dying. Feel good for me because I'm like, there's no options. I've exhausted my options. I feel like shit. I'm deteriorating. My body's withering away rapidly and I'm in severe pain. Like, I've had a good life. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine that because when I feel really down and like hopeless and pointless yeah that that's what I've gone towards like not necessarily wanting to take my own life but wishing to die Mm. it's like the only escape from this hell that I feel right now is to die Mm -hmm. and I can't physically escape I can't run away I can't whatever and so please take me away and so that feels comforting. So I could imagine if I was in a perpetual state of that where there was no end in sight and there was no yeah. option to get better, no hope to get better. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably want to choose that too. Yeah. And <coughs> if you're well enough informed that you knew that the next six to eight months would be a slow deterioration and then the typical um outcome of that is slow deterioration to (coughs) then be put on life support or something like that and then make a decision to take go off life support well and then so yeah exactly somebody has to make that decision right which isn't fair so yeah and why like we could not go on life support Right, but but then you just have to, like, really, really stagger through the rest of it. That would be transcending. Yeah. Maybe, but maybe that's where, maybe, or maybe that's the fear that I have, is, like, that, like, where you, you might turn into a different person. I don't know. Sure. I'm sure you do, but I don't know. I'm sure there's somewhere in some Buddhist scripture somewhere that taking your own life means that you don't actually end the suffering and you come back and you have to just, like you can't, you can't, I don't know, I'm guessing that you probably can't reach enlightenment if you take your own life. You would have to go through it naturally because then that's like exerting a sense of control that isn't natural and isn't real. What do you mean by natural? <coughs> well, like it's, a human can naturally take their own life. Yeah, like it's not watching things change. It's not the law of nature. It's not like watching the cycles happen and like literally transcending because at those end moments, which 
obviously are for some people in some conditions are excruciating but like from a buddhist perspective it just is right so you would just like observe that and then you would watch it change and then you would end up in the next life right or you'd end up passing this life and if you can do that gracefully and with like awareness and mindfulness you could become enlightened in that point and then actually Hmm. you're done your lives but if you control that or try to control that and take your own life i can't imagine that you maybe but i just can't imagine a scenario where you would do that with such awareness and presence yeah i don't know (coughs) why you think that taking your own life is like a sign of weakness or something? I don't want to say it's a sign of weakness at all. Um, what if you're just like so aware and understand? That how... doesn't matter. You're gonna die anyway. Well, it's not that. It, it's like you understand, and and maybe it maybe understands. Why not complete not... the practice? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if none of it really matters, just complete the practice. That would be... But, okay, I think this is, like, really easy from, like, a lofty psychological or from a theoretical standpoint. But when you're, like, deeply... (coughs) Suffering from a terminal illness. How is that suffering really different from like any of the other deep suffering that we experience every day? Suffering is suffering. It doesn't matter if it's, I think, whether we're dying or whether we want to die or whether we're addicted or whether we're consumed or whatever. Like when we're suffering, we're suffering. Are there different levels of suffering? We can like outwardly judge someone's suffering as like, oh, that's not really that bad. But like internally, when you're suffering, you're suffering. And you can end your life and not suffer, even though lots of people would look at it and say that should be suffering or I would suffer in those experiences. But if you're enlightened, it's not suffering. So then... What? <coughs> if you're enlightened, then it's not suffering. Yeah, if it's if you're enlightened, then you could experience <coughs> all of that. I am assuming, and it's not suffering. You're just like aware of it happening. Right. Right. But so, so what are you saying? What you're making this argument from the standpoint of that, assuming that people are enlightened. <coughs> no, I'm just saying as like a practice not necessarily that everyone is practicing being aware but for those who or let's just consider it a practice like life is a practice right everything that we encounter in life is a practice of like becoming present and aware and we (coughs) sometimes engage with that practice sometimes we don't right (coughs) so 
like we don't have control over when something ends like we don't have control over when our life ends that's part of the practice it's right. just letting it happen letting go of the control sure but i mean yeah but i mean what what other like as a non-enlightened person when do you relinquish control of life like we're always well, that's trying the practice. to practice that's what i'm saying but so oh so you're always doing that totally and so i just think like so there's not like you don't continually um reincarnate right from a buddhist perspective you like don't some, say that, that why well i just mean from a buddhist perspective, there's many buddhist perspectives well aren't most don't most of the <coughs> philosophies involve reincarnation or like not that i know <coughs> continue lies okay well so my belief is that you continue to come back until you have reached enlightenment and then you don't come back and then you are at one with everything okay so you don't have a physical body anymore you're just like in this okay. you're the essence or whatever so <coughs> if you i just don't understand so from that belief perspective i don't understand how if you take your own life how you would be able to do that through from an enlightened perspective because you're not letting the natural like the law of nature just like unfold as it were you're controlling it you're trying to control something that's uncontrollable right right but I mean but if you step back like a week <coughs> before that like wouldn't Like, because we're, as unenlightened people, we're always trying to control our life. I know. So you're just saying that But when if you exert control at the last moment, then yeah. it's really bad? Yeah. Not that it's really bad. It's just, like, basically, you're, like, if you, if you end that way, you got to come back and do it again. Because you didn't, you didn't learn the lesson. And lots of us may not learn the lesson. I'm not right, saying but like, so, but like, but you definitely don't learn the lesson <coughs> if you take your own life. Hmm. <coughs> yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, I just feel like that's so theoretical, like. Like, if, if you were faced with terminal illness tomorrow, would you be like, oh, I've been relinquishing control of life, and I just, like, kind of am going with life and not, like, trying to, like, I'm so, um, basically, I'm living an enlightened life. And then at the last moment, it's like, okay, I have this choice to take my own life or not. One will lead to like nirvana and one <coughs> will make me come back. I just feel like, <coughs> like everyone is trying to control their life always. I know. 
but the practice is to not. Some people will will actually let go. Some people will just like surrender. Right. Right. Right? But surrendering to death, I don't think, is the same as like controlling death. And when you take your own life, you're controlling death. It's like, I'm going to do this on my terms. As opposed to just like, I will let it happen when it happens, right? Because that's scary. That's unknown. It's like all these things that we're trying to to understand and to embody and to practice and everything. So the moment you say, I'm going to take my own life, you've like now boxed it up, controlled it. Like that's a very different experience than saying, I'm going to let death take me. I'm going to let go. Say, I don't know when it's going to happen. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying, but I also feel like that's such like, such a like a removed academic view of it no not at all it's such a like I feel like it's a very like if you're in that state and you have that then maybe that's true for you but I don't know it feels like if you truly embrace death you will let it come to you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm having... A... Sure, that sounds good right now. I just feel like that's so... I don't know. So, I don't know. <coughs> I don't know how, to how you could embrace death and control it. You can embrace dying... And like accept that you're dying. But that's not embracing death. That's controlling death. Which you can't control. What do you mean? You shouldn't be able to or whatever. But why? Why do you say that? Well, because it, it's part of living. Like, we don't control when we're born. Why would, why would we control when we die? Like, it's just, just not part of the natural cycle. It's like controlling is like the opposite of letting go. So if you're controlling any aspect of this death, you haven't let go. You haven't surrendered. You haven't said, I am just going to be here and like observe when death comes. Yeah. Instead, I'm going to control and say, this is the time and I'm going to prep for that and we're going to lead up to that and whatever else rituals or ceremonies or whatever, which aren't bad inherently. I'm just talking about it from like a sort of an enlightenment or like a, mindfulness type perspective like you can't I just don't think you can embrace it fully and let it be what it is and you just observe it if you're controlling it what if you can do both (coughs) 
yeah, maybe, but I don't see it. I don't see how. The fact that you have a decision in when you're dying, to me, is the opposite of letting go of death, of when death happens. That's the opposite of surrendering to death. Yeah. I mean, mean, when when you're dying from injection or whatever... You could fight it, or you could not. Like, everyone has to do that as they pass through. There's still an ounce of, like, holding on when you get to be the controller of it. It's not a complete surrender. Right? Like, that's, that, I don't think there's any disagreement on that. It is not a complete surrendering when you are controlling it. I don't know. Whether just that's significant seen, or not, I don't know. Yeah, just having seen people die, it's like, and and like <laughs> thinking about it deeply, like, oh, I'm gonna die now. It's just like, this just seems so academic. What you're talking about? I don't see how it's academic at all. It sounds very, like, spiritual to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I feel like this is way too philosophical for our date night. Especially considering we're disagreeing. Yeah. Do you want to end this? Yeah. Okay, perfect.